final score, Wrexham 5, Oldham Athletic nil. And when I explained that I felt before the match Oldham could be a bit of a problem for us, and that at the end of the match I felt a 5-1 flattered them enormously, I think that tells you we had a bit of a pedigree performance on our hands. Believe me, it was. This was something very special. Best performance of the season? Certainly a contender. This was something else. So, <clears throat> Rex making one change. Sam Dolby coming in for Ollie Palmer. Tom O'Connor on the bench after injury, which is good news. And, goodness me, from the very start, Wrexham were at Oldham. Now, Oldham, let's be honest, you've got to accept her, no mugs. They've improved massively in 2023. They've only had four losses this calendar year. And, yeah, they are a solid side. David Unsworth switched them around from their midweek draw at Wheelstone, of course, a promotion-pushing side, or playoffs at least. And... He matched us up. He went to a back three, as he has done all season. We played them three times now. Three wins. In fact, this result continues. Remarkable form against Oldham, because the previous time before they were relegated to the National League that we played them was the 24-5 season, when, with Ben Foster in goal, we played them four times and beat them each time. The only time Wrexham have beaten the same team four times in a season. And God bless them. They've come back and we've beaten them three times. It's been quite something. But anyway, yeah, he, he's looked to match us up and it, it hasn't worked. It really didn't work this time. I was talking to the older media guys before the match and they were talking about their expectations, which, to be fair, weren't terribly high. And I was saying to them, the worst thing to do against Wrexham is park the bus. Teams haven't tended to do that too much at the race course, to be fair. Well, they said they thought Oldham would. They felt that the lineup, you know, the wing-backs weren't that progressive. They they parked the bus. Uh, they did. And, yeah, well, we've seen the scoreline now, haven't we? It should have been more. The start of the game was characterised by Wrexham haranguing the referee because they felt that the ref, James Durkin, had done them wrong in the penalty area. So, oh, beg pardon, Laszlo's gone a bit mad. Just uh, let me stop him from going crazy any further. I think that's... Ah, Laszlo, we've won 5-1, mate. No need to go mad. Good boy. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, so basically, uh, we had a lot of marginal decisions in the box. They all went against us. I'm not saying that they all should have gone to us. Well, let me go through them and I'll explain. Early as the second minute, we might have scored. Lee putting the ball in for Palmer from a free kick. Palmer got contact on it. It hit a defender and ricocheted across the goal. Keeper completely wrong-footed by the deflection. It went beyond him and was rolling slowly into the open net. Dolby followed through on his original touch and was looking to race and just make sure. John Rooney did amazingly well on the line to lunge at full stretch and hook it away, but had it crossed the line. Now... <laughs> I've got to be frank and say, and I felt this is something you're going to hear me say a lot in the next minute or so. At the time, I thought probably not. When I first look at replays, when you, you know, we're using the, the connection up in the press box, which isn't the best, and so the pitch is a bit blocky, I still wasn't convinced. Having looked at the pictures again more carefully, I think it was a goal. I think the ball's completely over the line. When you look at it, Rooney does brilliantly to get anywhere near it. But I don't think he prevents it crossing the line. So I think we were a bit unlucky with that one. The next one was after five minutes. As Wrexham were just piling the pressure on Oldham from the very start. Absolutely superb performance. Tulsa 
with a long fro. Keeper took it, that fell awkwardly, but grabbed hold of it as it was on the floor. Mullen lunged in, and the ball was poked home. Mullen wheeled away in celebration. Referee disallowed it for a foul on the goalkeeper. Um, now, my feeling on this one is the ref is right. Some people have seen the footage and are adamant that the ref was wrong. The two bases they're putting it on, well, firstly, the one we can refute straight away. A lot of people thought that Clark, the Oldham defender, kicked it out of his own player's hands. That's definitely not the case. When you watch it, Clark is standing there trying to protect his goalkeeper and then Mullen's leg stretches out and it's he who knocks the ball away from the keeper. Um, so it's definitely not the case that Clark knocked the ball out of his goalie's hands, in which case it would be an own goal and would count. What it comes down to is, does the keeper have it under control? He certainly appears to. And then there is, a, I think, just a fraction of a second where the ball just bobbles a little bit as, as he bangs his hands in the, with the ball in it against the ground. For me, he recovers himself and has it under control by the time Mullen pokes it out of his hands. For me, the ref's got it absolutely right and it, and it shouldn't have been a goal. But there were still more shenanigans to come. Lee uh, playing the ball in from the corner of the box, a shot uh, after Mullen had done really well to keep a move alive after lengthy pressure from a corner. Mullen hooking the ball back into the goal mouth and coming back out and Lee drilling a fantastic shot, which was brilliantly blocked again by Rooney, who found himself doing a lot of work defensively and just over. It was a great strike by Lee. I'd love to see where, it, where, where actually it went. And then more controversy from the corner. Lee sweeping it in. Toes are meeting it just outside the six-yard box at the far post of a fantastic header. Downwards header into the bottom left corner. A super save by Hudson, who's got down and with really strong wrists managed to repel it. The ball span away over Mullins' head. He turned to chase and he had a coming together with Hogan. Again, Wrexham wanted a penalty. Again, the ref wasn't for moving. And this is just like that first one. At the first glance, I just thought Mullen's gone down way, way too easily there. Replays. Bleh. Hogan looks suspicious. He's like he's putting his hands up before he's made contact with Mullen. The, the classic sign of a player who's going to get a cute little pretend accidental contact on a striker. Uh, daft thing to do in a penalty area. So maybe I'm being harsh because he would be foolish. Um, but he certainly sort of steps across Mullen a bit. Mullen runs into him, perhaps. Maybe he draws the contact a little bit. I can see why the ref hasn't given it. And on balance, I think the ref's right. But I think what Hogan did invited him to make a decision. It wasn't clear-cut that it wasn't a penalty. Um, and, and so it was, it was so, somewhat naive. Maybe it just reflects that we were rattling Oldham with our constant pressure. The midfield in complete control. Cannon was just purring around, just keeping the ball moving all the time. Elliot Lee was just sensational. And he kept it going through the whole game, probing, running at them, playing cute little passes. Everything seemed to be created by him. Mullen looked really in the mood as well. And our wing-backs, Mendy and Barnett, were getting forwards and Oldham were just penned into their penalty area. They couldn't get out. 18th minute, another big shout for the referee. This is another interesting one, I think. Lee sweeping a corner in, carries to the far post. Dolby's attacking it. He jumps... And he goes down with a defender. They both fall off the pitch. Dolby's adamant it's a penalty. My first thought again was it's not. Dolby was on top and it looked like he was climbing on the defender. 
again, having watched them again, ooh, it's a bit more of a shout than I thought it was. Dolby makes his run. The defender grabs his shirt, definitely. They run together, and then as Dolby jumps, the defender jumps and essentially falls to the ground and pulls Dolby down with him. And so from the um, Wrexham Lager stand side, it looks very much like a penalty. Um, the blind side is what interests me. I don't think the angle showed that clearly. I suspect Dolby's got a bit of the defender's shirt. The referee's then got a decision to make. You know, is Dolby just doing that because he's being fouled and he's trying to push past him, or is he also fouling the defender? The referee's just decided six of one and a half a dozen on the other. On balance, I think he's probably just about got it right. But it was that. That's a f interesting call. That one, I think. And then halfway through the first half, another big call for the ref in the penalty area, or just outside it. <laughs> Wrexham win a free kick. Now, the referee was far too lenient on physical stuff. A lot of rough handling of players being allowed to pass. The ball's played into Mullen. The crowd are going mad. Wrexham are going mad. They're not getting all these decisions. <clears throat> Mullen's backing into the centre-back. It's exactly the sort of thing that he never gets from the referees, or that the referees penalise him for. This time, though, the referee is mulling the free kick. I can't help thinking because he's been letting too much go in terms of physical contact and he's getting so much grief that the next one on the edge of the area he feels he probably should go that way. It wasn't in keeping with how he's drafted the game up to that point. The thing is that Mullen was very alert and Tunnicliffe, of all people, was making a brilliant run forwards. So Mullen played the quick free kick. Tunnicliffe was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and finished it from a tight angle beautifully. Now, he may well have heard the whistle and he was just casually trying something cute, but he slotted it per perfectly into the net. The referee disallowed it because he said it was too quick a free kick. Ooh, again, this is a, a contentious one. I mean, Mike the ref, our ref correspondent, felt the ref was wrong and, and should have allowed it to be taken. I certainly would say, and to be fair, not the same ref, not even the same game, but Notts County were very fortunate in me midweek. I'm not obsessed by them, by the way. But they did score their opening goal at Altrincham. <clears throat> Similar circumstances with a quickly taken free kick, which actually took quite a while over. Now, my feelings on it, my, under my, my understanding has always been on the pitch. The referee will say, do you want a, a quick one? If you take it straight away, great. If you don't, right, then wait for the whistle. Now, that, that Altrincham-Notts County one was strange because... A, a quick free kick was taken quite a while after the foul had been given and altering a sort in their defence on the understanding that County weren't going to take a quick kick. This one was certainly taken much sooner after the foul was given than the County one. For me, I, I still think maybe a little bit too much time's elapsed between the foul being given and Mullen, who'd been knocked over, getting himself up, reorienting himself and then playing it in for Tunnicliffe. I don't know. Anyway, this one didn't matter because the free kick led to the first goal. Mullen on the free kick, right in the corner of the box, left-hand side, swept an absolute beauty, beat the keeper, hit the face of the box, of the bar, bounced down into the goal mouth, and there was Owen O'Connell. It's a great finish. I mean, <laughs> admittedly, the main thing he's got to do is direct it in the right direction. The pace is already on it, but he did really well because he's got to react quickly, and he just got his head on it six yards out and placed it in the top left corner perfectly, and Wrexham had their inevitable lead. And the next serious chance Wrexham made, made it 2-0. A free kick, almost in the same spot, maybe a little bit further out. Lee whipped it in with quality. Mullen had lost his man, 
and was all totally unmarked, middle of the six-yard box, bang, header, 2-0, easy. And at that point, you just wondered how many we'd get by half-time. And in fact, we were immediately on the breakaway, a handball, which the referee played a good advantage for, allowed Barnett to go surging down the right-hand side, beat another man, and then whip in a cross, which Mullen hurled himself at. He couldn't quite reach it at the near post. It carried through to Lee in the far post. Absolutely great opportunity. He was in acres of space, about 15 yards out, and he put it well over. <laughs> it really wasn't like Lee, whose performance was remarkable. But this was a real chance, and you know, just drilled it comfortably over and was furious of himself. He'd have a chance to create something else, though, soon afterwards. Dolby doing well to hold the ball up, turn and burst between two defenders. He fed Lee, Lee <clears throat> with a beautiful insouciant first-time pass, just helping it perfectly onto Mendy. And when Mendy cut inside his man onto his right foot, he was one-on-one -on -one with the keeper and strangely chose to pass. I mean, I know he's predominantly left-footed, but he's already scored one goal from outside the box with his right foot. It seems he didn't fancy his his right foot on this occasion didn't trust himself and played a pass into the box when he should have shot and the pass was intercepted but still Wrexham continued to put pressure on Lee again just gliding between a def a defend two defenders and then flicking it between two more to find Mullen with a tight angle on the left hand side just outside the six yard box he drove in a shot a defender lunged got a deflection span over the keeper and just over the bar this was absolutely a pounding and then something really odd happened. Second minute of added time, Oldham won a free kick on the halfway line. That, that's not the odd thing that happened, but to be honest, the, Oldham and the Wrexham half were, were barely on nodding acquaintance. So <clears throat> Rooney floated a good ball into the edge of the area and Hogan capitalised on O'Connell being a little late to jump for it and planted a fabulous header from the edge of the area across Foster, in off the post. The keeper had absolutely no chance of saving it. A great goal, but where the hell did it come from? I mean, Oldham had had zero attacking threat. And then all of a sudden, from a set piece, they got it right. And the most one-sided half that you could imagine ended 2-1 when it could easily have been 4 or 5 nil. Anyway, teams came out for the second half. Uh, Mike Fondop had come on up front for Oldham and they started with a bit of energy. They were getting at us and, and showing eagerness without actually really threatening at all. But Wrexham looked sharp once we got the ball and in the 50th minute, we put the game beyond all doubt. It was a lovely piece of football. Watch it on the highlights from the very beginning. I've deliberately left quite a chunk of the goal in just, just to understand what goes on. It was lovely. Barnett on the right-hand side has to come inside and ends up on the left flank and then decides that there's it's too crowded there so he turns and switches it back from where it came from to James Jones and Jones really does well. It's your classic example of overloading an area of the pitch and then switching it across the other side. The, the Oldham defence, when you watch them, they're sort of when the ball's initially with Barnet on the right, they have, they're, they're lopsided. They've got Kitching marking nobody outside the three centre-backs. They've parked a bus and they're trying to just replicate that shape without considering where the, the Wrexham players are. They've got the, the, a back four all on a line from corner of the box to corner of the box. They've got three midfielders sitting in front of them, but they're chasing the ball a little bit. And so 
they got pulled out of shape. Barnett goes across. They all shuttle across again. Then Barnett switches it back to where he came from. And Jones just waits for the opportune moment. Because all this time, Lee has been watching this and thinking, right, OK, I'm taking a position up outside that midfield three because then I've got lots of space and I can look across the pitch and see everything. And Jones has seen this. He waits for the right moment when the three midfielders have all shuttled across and left the space. And then he pings a ball across to Lee. It looks simple, but the timing is perfect. And Lee suddenly has got a two-on-one situation. Mendy is outside him. He's kept loads of loads of width. And the right-sided wing-back is not sure what to do. He knows that if he comes near Lee, Lee's going to slip it down the line to Mendy. And he's right around the back of the defence. So he starts to come towards Lee, but he doesn't commit. Because he's keeping an eye on Mendy, really. And that gives Lee all the time he needs he drives towards the edge of the area. Too late, the wing-back and the right-sided centre-back realise that Lee is the threat, not Mendy. They try to close him down. They have no chance. And Lee, from just outside the box, rips an absolute screamer into the top right corner. You can't give quality players time. And Wrexham manufactured that two-on-one overload in order to give him time. And he destroyed Oldham with it. Wonderful football. And then, well, I mean, goodness me, I've used this phrase before, but never has it been more appropriate. It, the, the, the rest of the half felt a bit like that scene in Lock, Stock and Two Smoking Barrels where Vinnie Jones is smashing a bloke's head with a car door. It was just battering after battering after battering. Uh, Lee sweeping in a corner to the far post again, that corner we do where a man peels off and still nobody seems to read. This time it's Mullen back out peddling and he probably should have done better, headed it over the bar uh, when he really ought to have hit the target. A couple of minutes later, nice movement again. Cannon picking out Dolby. Dolby turning superbly, driving in a shot, a great parry by Hudson. The ball drops to Barnett, though, 15 yards out with a keeper on the floor. He probably, if he just concentrated on hitting the target, he'd got his first goal for Wrexham. But he tries to put it in the corner, the bottom left corner, and it just scrapes the post and goes wide for a goal kick. Uh, a minute later again, Wrexham causing problems. A, a lovely little move, this, as O'Connell plays a great ball down the right channel. Mullen racing forwards, just gets there and rounds the keeper. But Hogan has done well to keep running back to support the goalkeeper and he lunges in and as Mullin shoots uh, from a tight angle, Hogan at full stretch clears it off the line and away. Then another Lee corner swept in, O'Connell with a chance to score another, but he mishits it from 15 yards. The ball spins at left corner of the six-yard box. Mullin tries a little scissors kick, good contact but can't keep it down and it goes flying over before a long ball forwards from the back then sees Dolby win it in the air and touch it on for Mullen. Mullen in a race with the keeper and Hudson does well to come off his line and just beat Mullen to it. Got to say, Hudson, who has very little first-team experience, um, <laughs> if it wasn't for him, this would have been a cricket score. He wasn't at fault for any of the goals and made a string of good saves and alert interceptions like that and fair play to him. But he couldn't do anything in the 70th minute when, well, it started off with some lovely work in the Wrexham half. I mean, O'Connell is clearly a very high-class player, but he's so good on the ball. And he really showed it off to great effect in this match. <clears throat> Getting the ball in his own half, 
faking to go one way and then playing a lovely little reverse pass to Cannon. And I say Cannon's job was continuity, but if the you know he kept the ball moving all the time, and if gaps were opening, he would just hit those gaps. So he receives it and plays an early well first time ball beautifully to Barnett in space on the right. Barnett tears down the flank, stands it again into the box, and Mullen attacks it a free header, and he does what good strikers do. He's aware of the situation textbook header back in the direction it came from so the keeper's shifting to his right Mullen attacks it and he puts it to the keeper's left and he doesn't try and aim for the corners he doesn't have to because he knows the keeper's momentum is such he's not going to be able to pivot back and he's planted it in very satisfying goal and Wrexham starting to really turn it on 4-1 up and continuing a lovely move then five minutes later saw Tunnicliffe involved all the way through it in the end he bears down on goal feeds it in Mullen with a fabulous spin turns on the edge of the area tears the ball across Hudson who makes a really good save lunging across to push it away to his left it was time to rest some of the players O'Connell that's uh, I beg your pardon O'Connor came on to get 13 minutes plus added time in his legs after injury. His last match was six weeks ago. Cannon coming off to a deserved standing ovation. Pretty soon, there's another chance. Tozer with a long throw. Tunnicliffe turning about eight yards out and drilling a shot, but the crowded six-yard box meant that his shot was blocked before... Wrexham then pushed on again. At this point, Jordan Davis is waiting to come on for Elliot Lee, a move which appeared to be delayed because somebody might have had a bit of a knock. They were about to bring him on, and then Tozer ran across to the, uh, the bench and said something, and the change wasn't made. So I'm not sure whether somebody had a knock, and we just waited a couple of minutes to make sure that we didn't have to replace someone different, but eventually we did. But in the meantime, it was another opportunity as the ball was fed in from the right-hand side. Toes had just beaten to it, the ball ricocheting back out, and Mullen on the edge of the area, really hungry for his hat-trick now, rips a shot looking to put it in, the, in the, the top right corner, the Elliot Lee corner, and it just scrapes the bar so close to a fine finish for a hat-trick. Davis did replace Lee and immediately was getting involved, but the next really key incident came in the 89th minute. A moment that, well, shall we just say, drew great hilarity from the Wrexham fans. A long ball forwards by Hudson, and Fondop jumps and whacks O'Connell in the face with his elbow. It's definitely a straight red card. There's no two ways about it. The referee delivers it swiftly. Fondop loses the plot and starts to try to attack O'Connell. I don't think I've ever seen a player get sent off and, and actually try and get physical with a, a with an opponent afterwards. The referee have seen it. Um, his teammates do a good job of hauling him away and then he has a long, slow walk across the pitch while the Wrexham fans sing Cheerio to him. Um, it was a real pantomime moment. It was so reckless. As Andy Parkinson said in the commentary, why on earth do you do that when your team has lost a game and you just picked up a three-match suspension just when they're trying to look at who's going to do a job for the next season or it should be said Fondoff does have a contract for next season with Oldham but it was it was very very poor anyway against the 10 men Wrexham were sort of soft peddling Mullen no doubt frustrated because he wanted that hat trick and in added time Wrexham started to create again a great ball by O'Connor found Davis on the left-hand side of the box. He drilled it in, hit a defender again, span over the keeper, just cleared the bar. And from the corner, it was swept back in. The ball half cleared. Mullen 
got the ball in the box, but had to come out of the box, back to goal to recirculate, helped it to Barnett. He popped it back to Butt Mullen once he'd managed to right himself and face goal. And Mullen, oh my word, I mean, you just couldn't see it coming. Short back lift, <laughs> brilliant vision, crowded box in front of him, and he ripped a shot from the edge of the day into the top right corner with pace and shape. Absolutely unsavable. Mullen's fourth hat-trick of the season. Only one player has scored more. Tommy Bamford scored six hat-tricks in the season in 1933-34. Remarkable stuff. Mullins got 43 goals this season now. And in, in terms of league goals, he's equal seconds behind Bamford. Remarkable. Remarkable. Wrexham took a well-earned ovation afterwards. This was spectacular stuff. It really was. Looking at the performances, wow, we had a job picking man of the match insofar as there were probably, what, seven or eight, eight plus, out of ten plus performances. But let's have a look through some. Ben Foster, nothing to do. I, I grabbed a quick word afterwards with him and he said, all I did, all I did today was clap. Uh, he had no chance with the goal. He used the ball well with his feet. He had, well, you could say, was there another save? I'm, I'm sure there wasn't. Oldham, did they get in that Rexham's box? I'd love to see a stats on how many touches Oldham had in our penalty area. Looking at the centre-backs, who were all fantastic again. Um, I mean, O'Connell scored the goal. He was terrific at the back. And, and his use of the ball, like I said, with his feet... Was, was really impressive. He was bringing the ball forwards well. He was passing it really well and progressively. And you just see the quality of the man. He's, he's a fine central defender. Tozer again. Excellent at the back. Didn't have that much to do defensively, really, in all honesty. Good use of the ball. And lucky not to score. And Hudson denied him with that header. Tunnicliffe got forwards a lot more than I've ever seen before. It was a, it was a real... I said it twice in the second half which is not, not original of me, but it's because it felt appropriate. It was like Harlem Globetrotter stuff. And Tony Cliff, it looked like he just thought, I want to play along too. And he was constantly making forward runs and linking play up beautifully. But we did play so well and we invited that sort of link up play. He defended stoutly as well. Great performance by him. He lost his headband in the second half as well, I assume deliberately. Um, because it's a shame, because it's quite handy for me to just to make sure I don't mix him up with Toza. Although I kept mixing him up with Toza even when he had a big red headband on uh, last weekend. The wing-backs were brilliant. I mean, Barnett, gosh, he's got two assists out this game. Should probably have scored as well. But wow, what an impact he is. He's, he's such fast feet and defenders are scared of him. And he's slotted in so well to our style of play. He gives that thrust down the right-hand side. Incredible. Anthony Ford is expected to be available by Friday. But goodness me, I mean, I mean, what what options we have there? And on our left-hand side, Mendy's had a couple of quietish games. Still solid enough, so good. Um, but not dominant like he has been. Well, in this one, he did dominate again. He was driving forwards. He was loving the link-up with Lee. He was getting most of his touches high at the pitch. Made a couple of good tackles early on when Oldham came at him. But, yeah, Mendy was impressive. Now, that midfield. That midfield. I mean, we went for Paul Mullen for Mallow match. And I'm going to now as well, because he scored a hat-trick. and <laughs> was I had an assist off the bar. And went close on a number of other occasions. I mean, Mullen was sensational. But on the sort of influence of play, it was like, well, we will give it to Mullen. But goodness me, Elliot Lee's been brilliant. He was really 
another class altogether. He was incredible. Just ran the game from those little inside left position, running at players, creating players. His touch, everything. He just looked like a player who was so confident in himself that just you know receiving the ball and feeding it inside, he'll just have a couple of little mini drag backs to shift himself around and draw the defender into the wrong spot before popping the ball off. The weight on his passing was glorious. His goal was brilliant. Wow. I mean, it was a a real five-star performance by Elliot Lee. And you can say the same about Cannon. Cannon just bossed the midfield. He was always, you know, he just regulates plays a little bit deeper. And they always know he's there. He's always making himself available. And he'll shift the ball on quickly, economically, and, and put players in better positions than the, than the last player was. I just really enjoyed Cannon's work. He was a big part of why Oldham couldn't get out of the box. Because he would just keep the pressure on by playing the right passes. And also, I think if you want to watch the James Jones performance par excellence, it was it was this game. I thought he was outstanding. I mean, his work rate, yeah, I know. I get bored of saying work rate with James Jones. I'm sure I say it every time I mention the bloke's name. But he was joining in some of the cute combination play. He was winning the ball back. He was driving play forwards. There's awareness when he switched it across uh, to the pitch to Lee was was excellent. He had a super game on the right-hand side. He's a very different player to Lee. Brings a very different thing, qualities to Lee. But they're still massively valuable. Jones was was tremendous. And then up front. Well, look, Dolby, hats off to him. Didn't get a goal, but he was battling constantly with the centre-backs. He was doing really well physically. He was strong. He could beat a man. He, he really did a good job up front. Held the ball up well, won the headers. And then that really helped Mullin who was spectacular. Scored a hat-trick, constant threat. Wow, what a performance. What a team. Really, really quite something. Six more games left. And we've got 100 points now as well, for the first time in our history. And that's if you do convert uh, the three points for a win in the years before it was three points for a win. First time we've got 100 points. I have been doing some maths and I've forgotten off the top of my head, but I think we're only the 15th team in the history of the top five tiers of English football to reach 100 points in a season. And in a week, <laughs> by Friday, yeah, by Friday, Notts County will make it that this is the first time ever that two teams have got 100 points in the same season in the same division. And then Easter Monday will come. Wow. It's quite cool watching Wrexham at the moment, isn't it? Somebody should make a TV show about it. You're welcome. That was the, fi the final score. It was Wrexham 5, Ultimate Athletic 1. I'm Mark Griffiths from Wrexham AFC. Oh, I really fluffed my cool ending then. I'm good. For moral support. <laughs>